Hello, everybody. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. How's it going, Michael? Episode number 35. Welcome. So I was reading this week that the percentage of people who are vaccinated that have this breakthrough vaccine is 0.098%, so less than 1% of people. How are you feeling your second week? Less than one-tenth of one percent. Actually, no, one one-hundredth of one percent, right? 0.09. I guess that's nine one-hundredths. I mean, I feel fine. My voice is super deep this morning, but it's because I just woke up, literally rolled out of bed like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> um, yeah, we're fine. Like my, I went to the doctor this week. Breathing is back, is almost back to normal, which is good. Still a little bit of like coughing every once in a while because, you know, when I try and take a deep breath, but other than that, it's fine. But the funny thing is my, my wife still has hardly any sense of smell and um, so I, the, I lost my sense of smell pretty early. And then that was kind of one of the telltale signs where you're like, all right, this is probably COVID because right. that's what everybody says if you read online. And uh, but it came back after like four or five days. So it was interesting, but it was it was fine. Right. She has had no sense of smell for now the last like almost two weeks. How about taste? And is her sense of taste gone too? Her sense of taste is slowly coming back. Like she can taste things that are either super salty or super sweet. Like um, she'll eat like a pickle just because it's like one of the few things that she can actually taste like the flavor because the flavor is so like intense. I was going to make so many jokes about no taste, no flavor. But then you said she could taste salty and pickles. So I'm going to say (laughs) (laughs) so salty pickles. Um, But it's it's just funny because like. We were, we were yesterday, we were out, um, shopping and, uh, she hands me a candle and she's like, smell this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I smell it. It smells great. I'm like, oh, it smells amazing. She's like, okay, we'll take this. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, why did like, and then it, it took me a second to figure out like, oh, she can't smell it at all. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, yeah, we need some new candles, but I can't smell anything. So I need you to tell me if they're any good. <laughs> And yeah, and then the same thing with food, like, you know, her, her sense of taste is just not quite there. So, you know, we'll be, we'll be out at a restaurant and she's like, I'm not going to fucking order like a a $30 steak because this is wasted on me. Yeah. I'm going to order like, you know, the the, like simple chicken soup, you know, don't get like the cheapest thing on the menu. It's kind of funny. I will have dry toast and a chicken soup. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So what would you do without your sense of taste? I mean, you're, you're. You, you like your foods? Yeah, I, I don't. It'd be it'd be crazy. I think I would eat. I would guess I would eat for that week. Super simple, right? Because there's really no reason to eat anything, make anything, because you are yeah. just going through the motions to survive to make it to the next week. So, <laughs> it's um, literally just for survival. But yeah, I don't know. That'd yeah, be that was weird. Funny. And so, do you? Even when you drink, you didn't taste. She didn't taste anything. No, it's so. When I lost my sense of smell, it severely impacts. You don't realize how much your sense of smell adds to your sense of taste. Mm-hmm. So um, when, when I lost my sense of smell, I could hardly taste anything. And then slowly but surely, I can taste stuff. And then like a couple of days later, I can smell stuff again. Um, but for her, like smell is almost completely gone. And, you know, just the taste is just not there yet. So I think her taste is starting to come back. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how the two are pretty much tied together 
So um, for me this week, I went to a party yesterday, a kid's party, a three-year-old, cute little kid. He's the neighbor's kid. And there was a guy there, and I don't – any other way to call him than bring your own beer guy. So he didn't bring beer for the party. He brought a cooler of beer, kept it all the way in this corner, and he would just go over and get a beer each time from there, and that was it. And this is a kid's birthday party? Well, there was plenty of alcohol there. <laughs> that, that didn't matter. Uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, it was a kid's birthday party. So, and actually there were some people doing weed as well, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> and, oh, and they're my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, now it wasn't, any, it wasn't even like any specialty, unique beer from some small brewery in South Dakota. It was fucking Michelob Ultra. <laughs> That's the other oh, thing. Oh, Jesus. What do you, how do you feel about the bring your own alcohol person who brings it just for themselves? So I, I never, I always have that rule, never show up to like a party, like empty handed. Mm-hmm. So I will always bring a six pack or a bottle of wine, but it's usually something that I like just in case I'm That's at the okay, party though. and there's nothing that I like there. And you know me, I've got particular mm-hmm. beer tastes, right? So I usually bring something I like. And if other people like it, great. I'll, I'll be more than happy to share. But, you know, it's just for me as a backup, just in case I want something to drink that, um, you know, that satisfies my taste. So um, I always do that. Would I ever just keep it for myself? No, that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit stingy. Yeah. The last <laughs> time I can remember seeing something like this is I was probably a teenager, so I shouldn't have been drinking or people shouldn't have been drinking anyway. But one guy brought the little, like, I think they're called Nips bottles, right? The ones that are like Oh, those little, like, serving. Miller Lite bottles that were like, yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you're and talking he about. And he had a good vodka. He brought Grey Goose. They were little bottles. But each time he would go get, like, a Sprite, and he would pour his little bottle in, and he'd throw it away. But at least he was a little bit Oh, so this wasn't beer. This was those little airline bottles of yeah, alcohol? Yeah, it was the little airline oh, bottles. Oh, okay. So I get it. So at least that he was being a little bit more discreet. But this guy was just and this guy was a dick. And partly, I think, because he was a Cowboys fan <laughs> made it worse. But, oh, um, shit. Yeah, he had like full cow. Like you thought we were in Dallas yesterday celebrating. He was in full Dallas gear. He had oh, tattoos geez. on his legs for like players, numbers and shit. So um, I think that started. Oh, so he's like hardcore. Yeah. Um, hardcore. Idiot. Just, yeah. yeah, it screams douchebag. Yeah, even GQ, who's a huge Dallas fan, wouldn't do something like that. Um, he did almost buy like a really expensive watch that had the Dallas Cowboys star, though. I remember shopping with yes. him on that so one. There is this watch. I think it's by Hublot. I could be wrong. It was It was at a Hublot store, it's yeah. It's like a $20,000 watch. And look, the guy makes good money. He can spend it however he wants. But and he collects watches. Yes, he collects a, watches. Yeah. And I was doing everything in my power <laughs> to make him spend that twenty grand on that <laughs> just so I could make fun of him forever that he bought a stupid fucking Dallas Cowboy watch. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> oh, come on. You should get it. It's so yeah. good. That's the best everything. watch I've ever it's limited seen. Edition. And then he buys they said it. it's limited. You don't want to be the guy who's trying to buy this on eBay for double the price in a couple months. I was everything in my book. So <laughs> I do remember that. The I, I don't I have a Probably have a longer list than I should, but I definitely have a list of people who I think are just wastes. Bring your own beer guys up there. Yeah, for sure. He's he's deplorable. He's loathsome. He's atrocious. He's lousy. Can you tell I looked up at the source this morning? <laughs> um, but he he's above to me, so or I guess lower on the list to me than TikTok influencers. That has yeah. really gotten in my car recently. I don't know why. It's yeah. really well, just influencers me. in general. Yeah. Like I watched this uh 
there's a really cute couple. Um, I think it's called uh, Hey Kim and Tyler, and they have an Instagram account and they're on TikTok. And it's usually the husband or the wife going, hey, Kim, or hey, Tyler. And then I'll say something funny just to get a reaction out of it. And it's actually quite funny. Um, but their account like just blew up with popularity over the last couple of weeks. And then the other day, it was yesterday, actually, she posts like a picture or a video and she's like oh i'm loving these new such and such brand clothes or i'm wearing my such and such brand perfume and i'm like oh fuck unfollow like i can't i just can't see like I, that's i don't have a problem with people hawking shit i don't have a problem with people trying to make a money uh trying to make money what i do have a problem is is when they by the way this episode is sponsored by <laughs> uh everglade fresh uh <laughs> When you can smell, it's worth the smell. I think, I'm pretty sure that's the <laughs> um, I have a problem with them actually calling themselves influencers. That's what yeah, that's kind of douchey. Yeah. I have no problem with them trying to make money. It's when they do that. Yeah. And you know the newest thing. And look, I know it's not something we should make light of, but it is what it is. I'm going to talk about it. It's out there. But it's these. There's been two in the last week. These influencers, these TikTokers who are doing shit and then die from it. Like one lady was like oh, climbing yeah. a crane and she was like, oh, you know, this is so cool. I'm on this crane. You know, thanks for following me. And she fucking fell off the crane yeah. and the video recorded the fall. It didn't record the, so her. So did they it. ever release the video? Like nah, I saw find it. Uh, I saw a bunch of articles and I'm like, oh, that sucks. Uh, but I didn't click on them. I'm not like it's usually clickbaity stuff, too. Mm -hmm. um, I, it sucks. But you know what? At the end of the day, you're a fucking idiot. Shouldn't have been up there. You know what? I agree. Sorry. And so, <laughs> so this, does this make us good people or bad people? Because that's exactly how I feel. Oh, uh, no, no. If you I, died doing one of those things, fuck it. You deserved it. You deserved <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, death sucks, but you know what? You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Sorry. It's Darwinism for a reason. <laughs> it's the same. I have the same feeling with like, I'm not picking on skateboarders, but like skateboarders, right? Like the ones who fall just fall by accident when they're trying a normal trick. You're like, oh, man, that sucks. The ones who are like, I'm going to do this trick where I go from this railing that's six feet up to this mm. other railing that's three feet up. And then they fucking fall on their face. I'm like, that's good TV. <laughs> like, you deserved every piece of that ground. Speaking of um, skateboarders, like, have you been watching the Olympics? Like some of the skateboarding events? Uh, I haven't, but I heard that like a fetus won. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> beat Tony dude, Hawk I don't the, uh, I was like 12 years old or whatever, won some gold medal and... I, I just saw, a, I didn't see the event, but I saw a picture of him and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like he's a baby in every sense of the word. Yeah, it's definitely, the Olympics are a young person's sport, right? Because there's a lot of 16, 17, 18 year olds who are winning a lot of stuff. Um, you know, it's funny because like Tony Hawk came out of retirement. He's 50 something to compete yeah. in the skateboard tournament. He lost, but mm -hmm. I mean, that's no surprise really. But By the way, Tony Hawk... I fucking love that guy. And I'm not into skateboarding or anything like that. But if you follow his Twitter account, he posts so like funny, like random shit where he's like, uh, he'll be at like a, no, I won't say Subway because he's a, he's a sponsor of Subway, but he'll, he'll be at like a Burger King, right? And he'll walk up to the register and he'll pay for a meal and like, he'll give him the credit card and the cashier will say like, Oh, Tony Hawk, like the, uh, like the skateboarding guy. And he'll be like, yep. Just like him. And then, and then they'll be like, I wonder what he's doing now. This. 
<laughs> like he just posts these random conversations that he has with people that recognize his name but don't recognize him and they'll they'll say something about Tony Hawk while he's like right there and he's it's just so funny. Yeah, you see a lot I've seen on some shows where sometimes they'll show um you know clips at the end like in Practical Jokers as an example. At the end of it sometimes they'll show a clip where the person is like, you know, you look just like that guy from Impractical Jokers, but they're just not putting it together that, hey, it's possible that this is the fucking guy from Impractical Jokers. Yeah. <laughs> so those are pretty funny. So they usually tend not to use them in the show. So every once in a while, you'll see them on one of their other specials or something that they show that that happens. Yeah. But Back yeah, on the Olympics, though. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think we talked about this, but did you see the 17 and 18-year-old swimmers? So these two guys won. And they were being interviewed by either a British TV channel or an Australian one. I don't. I didn't hear which one it was. Um, and I know all my Australian friends and my British friends will say, we sound totally fucking different. You don't. You sound about 95% the same. <laughs> yes, you do sound different, but you sound about 95% the same. She asked them a question, and she said, it was a four-leg race. And she said, look, that third leg of yours in the pool was amazing. And the two guys were like, hee, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Olympic medalist just started giggling like two teenagers. Like you and I wouldn't yeah, have done exactly. the same. <laughs> I'd have been like, well, I get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But what is, uh, what is, have you watched anything? I haven't really watched anything. I, it's, it's one of those things where like if something's not on, we put the Olympics on, mm -hmm. right? So if we're not watching a show or we're not watching something else, the, the Olympics is usually always on in the background. And I love, I love the, um, like the swimming events, the track and field events are starting to come fucking Jamaica's just destroying everybody and everything like the final for the freaking women's, you know, I don't know how many meters it was, but it was like all like Jamaicans, like mm -hmm. gold, silver, bronze, Jamaica. <laughs> so, um, keeping with that, like Usain Bolt like trajectory of, they just are dominating, you know, the, the, the sport of running. Um, but man, I love me some women's volleyball. <laughs> is it because of the outfits I, or because of volleyball? I don't know what it is. Yes, I don't know what it is. It's definitely the outfits. Okay, uh, so I'm, can I put I'm in watching, the same category as lingerie football <laughs> the that was around for a while? It was football. So but that's not what I, I was watching. I read an article um, that, like, I don't know if it was like Sweden or the Netherlands, like one of the teams didn't want to wear like these bikinis right mm -hmm. so they had like pants on and they got fined yep and then like you know the pop star pink was like you know who's like super feminist right which is fine she's like well i'll pay the fine for them you know good good for them to you know stand up and and you know we don't need to be you know or have our asses hanging out all day long so i'm like all right fine well i'm just not watching their events right <laughs> <laughs> basketball it is <laughs> So then I, I was watching yesterday, Canada versus the U.S. And don't get me wrong. I love my country. Love me some U.S. I am always rooting for the U.S. But if if there was like the Swedish team or the Netherlands team that had like the pants on, Canada was like, fuck this. I'm wearing a thong. <laughs> right. They were like the complete opposite. So we're watching this and I'm sitting there with my wife and I'm like, God, I just love the sport. I love this sport so much. <laughs> and I'm like, like what, oh, what Canada. And you're like, I I think they use a ball. I think they have to get it over the net. I think it's over the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh man, it's best sport ever. But anyways, on the Olympics, so I, I did a happy hour the other day with some friends, and we're of course we're all talking about the Olympics, and it was kind of funny. And some of these events, though, especially like the newer events, 
I'm kind of like sitting there and I've always been somewhat athletic. I, I'm, I, I'm master, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like I can play basketball. I can play baseball. I can play football. I'm not great at any one of them. Right. But when I'm sitting there watching some of these events, I'm like, I think I can do that. No, oh, geez. Like, what was the event? It doesn't, <laughs> I don't remember what the events were, but like there, I'm just watching these events and I'm like, I think I can do that. And I think I could be pretty good at it. But the funny thing is like, you never see a mortal paired up with one of these Olympic athletes. And don't get me wrong. I get, I'm totally kidding. I couldn't compete on any level with any of these, you know, athletes. Right. But the thought always crosses my mind. I wonder how I would stack up against one of those. So now I'm like, fuck, I want to find Olympic athletes and get a camera. And I want to just challenge them to their sport just so the world can see how much better they are than mere mortals. Like I would get Katie Ledecky or Caleb Dressel and challenge them to a 50 meter like oh swim. They would, they right? would be, you would be on the diving block and they would be getting out of the pool. I know, <laughs> but that's how funny that would be because we see them compete against the best of the best and they're all separated by seconds, right? I want to see, an Olympic athlete, a, a, a meddler, right? You know, someone that finished on the podium compete against your average Joe just so you can appreciate how good they really are. I think that would be awesome. So when Michael Phelps was in either drug or alcohol rehab, whatever he was in a couple of years ago, they had an interview with him. And he was talking about how he couldn't practice because the pool, he said, was a pretty good sized pool. But he's like one stroke and I was at the other wall. <laughs> so he's like, I can't <laughs> practice in this pool. He goes, so he wasn't able to practice that whole time. I would think so. I think people forget that. Right. And so people forget like when they see the worst basketball player on a team, they forget that that person is he's still better than 99.9% than yeah. <laughs> of the world. He's just not yeah. as good as some of the other people. Right. So, um, one of the few things we did tune into was one night we had a couple people over and we threw on the basketball game. It was U.S. versus somebody. And I haven't been keeping up with, like, scores or who won medal, none of that stuff. So we have the game on. I'm like, oh, cool, basketball game. We'll watch this. My cousin who was here turns to me and goes, oh, man, I can't believe you has lost this game. I was like, oh. He's like, yeah, it's recording. So I was like, and we're going to go to something else. <laughs> like, He just told me the fucking <laughs> results of the game. He just so, ruined it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that's done. Um, but yeah, like, look, I, I just don't think people realize when they're watching this, it is the top percentage in every single country. And then, you know, you feel bad when one person gets like blown away and you're like, how did that person even get there? But again, still, they're still one of the top people in the world. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees did a special a couple of years ago. It's called, it was, well, it wasn't Drew Brees, it was ESPN. They did a special called um, Sports Science, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And they competed his accuracy against a fucking Olympic archer. And he did better than the archer for accuracy. Wow, that's um, crazy. Yeah, throwing, he was throwing his football. They were shooting a dart, uh, an arrow, but yeah, so it's crazy. Like, you just forget how qualified some of these people are. To By do the way, this. archery was one of the sports where I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I think I could do pretty good. <laughs> do you ever pull a bow back? Yeah, I used to own a compound bow. I used to go hunting with my dad all the time. So I'm very familiar with archery, and we used to shoot at targets all the time. Uh, I'm, again, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. I'm not great at it, but I, could, I can hit the target, right, from, you know, we used to do 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, whatever. Um, 
but I'm looking at these guys and they're holding and they have their weighted bows and stuff like that and they're they're doing really well. But then every once in a while, you know, there's ten, nine, eight, seven. Every once in a while, somebody hits like a seven, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, come on, I can hit a fucking seven <laughs> all day long. Like, you're the best of the best on the world stage, and you hit a seven. I need so, I need some archers to write in. I need them to crush <laughs> David in a match, please. Please comment but, like below something. I need to get this going. <laughs> But that, I mean, it delivers my point. Like, I would love to like just challenge them and just they obviously they would blow me away. Like, it wouldn't even be close. But that would be so freaking funny. But anyways, so then they show the side view because normally it's like you look the camera's like facing them mm-hmm. and then the camera's facing the target. So you just see them release and then you see the arrow go in, right? So you see the before and then you see the after. Um, you don't actually see how far they are away from the target and how they have to arc the arrow. So it's not like they're shooting a straight line, like with a gun where you just point the scope at the target and you fire and it goes straight there, right? This they're shooting it up and it has to arc and then land on the target. Now that takes some fucking physics. Mm -hmm. So that is not, but they don't show that on TV or they rarely show that on TV. So I'm like, oh man, like that looks way harder when you actually show the trajectory of the arrow. So I'm going to compare this to, and you have a, a son, he's a little bit older now, but if you remember when your son was maybe six or seven and you were in the backyard or at a park and you were playing basketball and you would say, let's you say you said, we're going to go to 11. You'd let him go. You'd let him win sometimes. That would happen. No, right? never. Well, Never all right. Well, the other times. So let's say other people let them win sometimes. A normal, good, loving parent <laughs> lets them <laughs> win. So the first game they win and they're, oh, I was 11 to 2. I won. You're a loser. And then they start working on your ego. Then they start taking shots at you. And the next game, it is fucking Shaq versus six year old. They're getting <laughs> blocked, checked. <laughs> pushed out of the box and then all of a sudden it's 11-0 and then to show it's not a fluke you play another game that's 11-0 that's what you against olympic archer would be you're you would have seven or eight darts in arrows in the ground and they would have lit up the bullseye the whole way yeah i uh, i actually had a very similar moment except it was the opposite so uh I taught my son how to play video games when he was young because you and I always played video games growing up. So I definitely wanted to like get him involved in video games because it was a big part of our lives and kind of shaped who we are. So um, and he became a pretty big fan of like just the shoot 'em up type, you know, first person shooter type games, Call of Duty, Fortnite, stuff like that. So I think we started off with Call of Duty and, you know, I taught him how to play and then we'd play against each other and I would kind of light him up. We'd go one V one and then like. I work, so of course I can't play all day long. One summer, he was just like playing like, you know, all day long, every day. And then like three or four weeks later, he's like, hey, dad, you want to play? And I'm like, yeah, dude, let's play. Like, I haven't played in a while. So we get on there and he just lights me up. And I'm super ultra competitive. You know this Mm -hmm. from growing up with me. Lights me up to the point of where I want to throw the controller at the at the screen because I just I can't even get a shot in and it's like headshot 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 and I'm just like I'm done I can't play anymore. This throwing a uh, thing at the screen runs in the family. Listen to older episodes; you can hear about Dave's dad constantly. I said I wanted TVs. to throw it at the screen. I did not. So I do respect again, my wallet. If there is an archer out there. Please write in, call something. 
I would yes. love to see if that happen. Any Olympic athlete wants to challenge me to something just to show how much better they are than the average human being, I will gladly be humiliated for the sake of television and good yes. TV. I, and I don't know what would be considered the easiest, quote unquote, of the Olympic sports. Um, I don't know if there's butterfly catching or pinball or something, but yeah, somebody. It's got to be uh, Winter Olympics. Uh, what's that fucking that that game where they slide the ice rock down? Oh, um, oh fuck! <laughs> curling. Oh, curling. It's curling. Uh, I want to challenge somebody to curling. Dude. That looks like something that I could fucking get into. <laughs> I know a person who has played it, not any professional level or anything, but they said it is bananas to play that game. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's, it it's, looks a lot easier than it is, I'm sure. Yeah. But I, that's one of those events where I'm watching it and going, "Fuck that! I can do that, man." <laughs> Uh, anything else happened this week um yeah so yesterday morning we were um had a bunch of chores to do so we left the house fairly early and and you've been to my house i pull out of my community and i'm I'm making a left turn onto a fairly major um you know artery and um there's a, a car in front of me and I'm not really paying attention a whole lot because I'm paying attention to getting across two lanes so that I don't get smacked into my new car. Um, but I pull out and then I look in front of me and all of a sudden this minivan like shoots across the median and then overcorrects and turns back and hits the median again and comes back onto my side of the street. And then I see the undercarriage of their car. Jeez. They're on two wheels. Okay. And has to be at least a 60 degree angle because I can see the entire undercarriage of their car. And I'm like, holy shit, that car is going to flip over. Did any time during that you all of a sudden hear the Dukes of Hazards theme in the background? Like, <laughs> no, I did not. Wheels a lot? I just checked um, but immediately I slow down because I don't want to be a part of this, whatever's going on. Right. And um, the next thing I know, the car actually righted itself and was able to like land on its tires, which... I still don't know how that happened. So I pull over, I run over, like we all run over and we're just like, hey, are you okay? And it's like a teenage, and, and there's a sticker on the back of the car that says like teenage, you know, it says, uh, it says student driver on it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, and sure enough, it's like this 16 year old girl shaking all the airbags deployed, like the, the car, the bumper came off, the hood of the car flew off, like all this shit. Like it was like a pretty, pretty major accident. What ended up happening is she pulled out and uh, made a too wide of a turn and then hit a car that was in the other lane. You know, she was pulling into the left lane, car was driving in the right lane. She pulled too wide and clipped it, and then it bounced her off of it. And then she overcorrected and almost flipped the car. Um, so that was kind of scary. But uh, I, I just, I mean, being the dad of two children, two teenagers, and my son just got his license, you know, a couple of months ago. So it was a pretty scary moment. And, you know, it kind of it kind of brings you back to earth when, you know, I'm talking to this girl and she's absolutely like shaking in her boots because, you know, she realizes the accident was her fault. But she's I mean, she basically could have rolled that car. And if she rolled that car, who knows what could have happened? I don't know if she was wearing her seatbelt or not, but I can't imagine all being in the air, at least 45 degrees in the air on two tires and all the airbags are deployed and you can't see because mm-hmm. the airbag in front of you, the airbag <clears> on the side, all of them deployed. So you're kind of just sitting there floating, right? Waiting for the car to do whatever it's going to do because, you know, momentum has taken over. I can't imagine what that moment would have been like for her. So I was, I was definitely feeling it. Yeah. And then, you know, with those type accidents, especially a young, young kid, right? Could be traumatizing. She might 
possibly, you know, never get in a car, never drive again. Not never get in a car, never drive again. When I got in my main accident in, I was 17, um, and I had a belief that cars could fly. Um, when I got in my accident, my dad made sure to get me driving within like two or three days. He's like, you got to get back in a car. He's like, because otherwise the fear is going to build that yeah. you're going to get in another accident. So I was driving pretty quickly after that. So yeah. I thought it was probably bad timing that you asked the girl, do you ever think about signing up for volleyball? <laughs> <Kidding>. no. <laughs> so I learned an interesting fact this week, totally random. I don't even know what the fuck I was listening to, but it came up. Bee suits. Do you know why bee suits are white? You know, beekeepers, mm. you know, you always see. Yeah, yeah, no, shows I know, they I know what you're talking suits. about. No, I never, never looked into it. They said that if they wear darker suits, bees think they're a bear and are going to attack them and take their honey, which is ironic because the guys in the white suits are taking the honey. But yeah. <laughs> they said that darker colors make the bees think it's a bear and they will instantly start attacking. So that's why all bee suits are always white. I just thought that was an interesting fact. Yeah, that is really interesting. Like, I mean, there's tons of stuff out? like that. In nature, well, trial and error. That's why <laughs> I bet somebody had a black suit at one point and was like, "What the fuck?" Test thirty-one. Jimmy in the gray suit got stung seventy-two <laughs> times. Seemed to be less than in the black suit. Let's keep going lighter. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Ex that's exactly how it went. I don't think anyone's smart enough to go. Oh no! I bet you this happens. There's no, there's no one that theorizes. I bet you dark suits are more dangerous than light suits. No, it's trial and error. Yeah. It's called science. When, but when I was in New Zealand. They have this um, vegetable that they eat, and they're like we went to a Maori village where they did like you know it was kind of unfortunately shucking and jiving for the man right like they were showing you their stuff and like to make money, and so mm -hmm. they walk you through they explain some things then they make a, an authentic Maori meal for you. One Can of the you things, explain what that is for people that aren't from Australia. I have no idea what Maori is. Sure, which is even better because they're from New Zealand. So Maori oh, okay. are the native americans of new zealand right okay so like um, the aboriginals in australia like the native american indians in, in the united states yeah and everybody who's listening probably knows one because i think the rock has a part of him that's maori mm -hmm. um you know the actor brian Dwayne brian Dwayne johnson. johnson um brian johnson's a guy i listened to on a podcast <laughs> so oh, brian johnson's also the uh lead singer for uh acdc AC who is no longer with us <laughs> he died I'm pretty sure he died. Remember Axl Rose had to take over? Um, well, I think they kicked him out. The actual Agnes Young died from ACDC. We're a killing ACDC no, Angus, left Angus right. Young's still alive. Um, Malcolm, the, the other oh, guitarist, Malcolm, died. Yeah. yeah, here, let's look that up. Go ahead. In, you can keep talking. We'd like to dedicate this memory, this, this podcast, to everybody in ACDC who seems to have died. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, so ironically, um, Malcolm... Malcolm um, yeah, I guess Brian Johnson's still alive. Um, Malcolm uh, Young, he he had dementia, yeah. so like dementia, Alzheimer's. Like he went, he literally went like out of his mind. Like they they were like, yeah, you can't you can't be in the bed anymore. He ended up dying, but yeah. So Brian Johnson is alive. I apologize. Apparently, he can't sing anymore though. Yeah, sorry, Brian. But uh, uh, if you're interested, then Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> is the guy who said he needs to do ten thousand hours and ties back to the Olympics, right? Um, so Maoris are the natives to New Zealand and in certain pockets, just like we have Indian reservations or Native American reservations, though, I talked about this before. I don't hear them called that at all. We're not supposed to call them Indians, but I don't hear them called Native American reservations. Um, mm -hmm. They have these like 
places you can go. And one of the towns we went to had something. So we went to it and they explained to you the, the culture and the things they use. And like, it was really, really interesting. They did shit like, you see this plant here? If you pull the plant off the tree, you pull these 10 things off. This is as soft as a paintbrush. This is what we use for paintbrushes. So like, it was some really cool stuff. And so one of the things, I know we're all over the place, but one of the things to go back to was they had this plant that they're like, we put this plant in a cage, we put it over running water, side of a mountain, in a lake, and they're like, for 21 days, and all the poison comes out of it. It has to be 21 days. Again, how the fuck did they discover that? How many of those people died? And they were like, no, no, (laughs) one more day. Let's add one more day to this. I'm sure. I know 19 didn't do it. But yeah. <laughs> maybe 21. Like, it's so weird. Like, how the fuck do you find that shit out? Yeah, I, it's that same. I think every culture has that, right? Because, like, I don't know if it's Japanese culture, but there's this fish called the devil fish. Well, there's the blowfish, too. It, the well, fish. Yeah, it's it's a fish that it's a delicacy. But if it's not prepared correctly, I guess it's poisonous. So if you don't cut out the right organs in the right way, like, it could, the 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 poison can seep into the meat and then you cook the meat and then someone eats it and they die. So they call it the devil fish. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I got to believe like every culture has that like, oh, hey, we tried this and uh, somebody died, but we figured it out eventually. <laughs> so you're at a restaurant. Item one, devil fish. Item two, general aged steak. Which are you going for? <laughs> what was the second one? Just a steak. Just the normal uh, not going to die from steak. What would you Yeah, choose? 100% the steak. <laughs> Yeah, those uh, the devil fish might be the same, or if not, if it's not the same, it's similar to the puffer fish. They show that the guys who have to cut those open, first of all, you need to do it like you order it, you need to do it. They cut it open, and the organ is so poisonous that they have to put it in like a fucking poison control box that the state comes and picks up. I saw a special on this, and they train for like eight years just to be able to do it. It's crazy, man. I don't think it's done in Japan. They fucking train seven or eight years to make rice, seven or eight years yeah. to cut one fish. Like, what are you doing? I think it's just a part of the culture. Yeah. On a totally random note, I thought this was cool as shit and we had to talk about it. I saw an article so yesterday or the day before talking about um, how the U.S. wants to build a force field around the country so that nuclear weapons would detonate upon impact to the force field. Right, because you know Russia has these new hypersonic missiles, and of course Putin is all over the place saying like you know these are like indestructible, like no one can defeat us now, blah blah blah. Right, whatever. So hold on, um, hold just, on. Were you reading this in QAnon? No, 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 no. This was just normal like newspaper bullshit. Right. Second question: Were you watching Spaceballs before you fell asleep? <laughs> and, that's what, <laughs> and maybe that's what you're remembering. No, but so that's why. I mean, think about it. As a kid. One of the games we would play is, oh, I have a force field. Like, you can't touch me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's crazy. So, of course, when I saw this, it immediately piqued my attention. Um, It just so happens that it's on the technology is not there yet. No, you don't say. (laughs) But they, they, they have, they can see the path to the technology. For example, you know, we, you can... We, we have lasers that you can basically, you know, shoot missiles out of the sky with, you know, and we've had that for a while. But when we were kids, that was Star Wars. You know, that wasn't a real thing. Um, but they they know how to get there 
they don't think we're going to be there until like 2060. So immediately I'm like, all right, fuck, how old am I going to be in 2060? Because I want, because if they can put a force field around a fucking country, you bet your ass I can get a force field uh, like on a watch. Because you know Apple's going to be making that shit. (laughs) So it's official by 2060, David will be fucking batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm predisposed. I mean, I've got uh, Alzheimer's and dementia in my family, so that's a foregone conclusion. Well, good. You won't remember me calling you batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, look, they can do it. Great. I mean, there's a lot of shit out there that's crazy. And like you said, it is. some of it is, you know, science fiction books of when we were kids, right? Like, you know, and, and the Gulf War was, what, 30 years ago now? Even then, like, they yeah. had a missile that can shoot another missile out of the sky. And, like, that's never going to yeah. happen. And then they did that, and, you know, the other countries were like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, what's next? <laughs> like, we're yeah, in trouble because yeah. we can't do what we thought we could. So, look, yeah. who knows? But I, I just, look, I can't get good fucking reception on my cell phone. And you got them creating force fields. Yeah, I know. That was 30 years ago, right? But you, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. So 60 years, no, not even 60, 40 years from now. That's fucking cool. I mean, that's technically in our lifetime. So uh, I'm maybe uh, yours, not probably. Yeah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. I will will a force field to my children. Yeah, I know. So especially I, if I lose my memory and end up dying. So Speaking yeah. of losing memory. So of course, you know, everyone knows my dad's got Alzheimer's. So and I, you know, I have these random conversations with him. Um, like his latest thing is he'll have a dream that we're like together and then he'll wake up and then he'll call me. He like, and, and he'll say, where'd you go? And I'm, it's happened so many times where I'm like, ah, you were dreaming, you know, you're probably a little bit confused. So I kind of, I talk him down cause I've done it like five times in the last five days. Right. Um, but I, I saw this quote somewhere that said, if someone had manipulated your memory, how would you know? Um, it, it immediately made me think of my dad because he's having, a, you know, he's having a hard time telling dreams from reality because they just kind of like meld together. So his reality are effectively his dreams. Yeah. To some extent. Like, yeah, on Monday, Sunday could have been anything that actually happened or anything he thought happened. Right. It doesn't exactly. matter. It's, it's not uncommon for him to say, you know, I was talking to my sister the other day and she was asking about you and I don't have the heart to tell him his sister died seven years ago. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, Oh, like if someone ever figured out how to manipulate memory, we'd be so fucked. Well, like you said, if, if that's happening, you, you wouldn't know, right? Like it's, I remember what happened yesterday because it's what happened to me yesterday, right? It's in my memory. It's what I did. It's how it played out. If somebody changes that, I'm going to remember that's what happened yesterday because that's the way it played out and everything. So, look, I love, love, love the movie Inception because how it's such a mind fuck with every little thing that they're doing. And, look, there is a point where it gets a little fucking trippy where they're like, you're inside, the inside, the inside, the inside, the inside, and you're four levels down. And even that point, I was like, hold on, I need a fucking graph. I need some paper. (laughs) Like, I got to keep up with it. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Who's sleeping? Who's awake? But yeah, like I think if that shit gets played around with, like it, it is what it is for you. That's your reality now. Yeah. Um, 
I heard somebody say recently that their life is so boring that if they could travel back in time, they would go back in time and fucking kill themselves so they didn't have such a boring life. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's a bit much. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I want to add, I want to, I got one last thing. So as I've said before, my wife has a really bad habit of putting her foot in her mouth, right? The example I give is... More so than you? Oh, like mine is, I say shit that I know I shouldn't. Hers is, she says stuff and it's like, oh no, really? Oh, damn. Like (laughs) a kid who's, you know, mentally challenged, she's like, why is that kid over there fucking yelling like that? And I'm like, "Uh, a kid's mentally handicapped. And she's like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. Um, (laughs) The best example I ever gave is... A guy pulled in in a convertible with long flowing hair into a handicapped spot, put the handicapped sticker up, and my wife was like, look at that fucking piece of shit. And that convertible, like that, pulls in there. He doesn't need that fucking spot. He just has a tag from somebody else, gets out one leg. Yeah, one leg. <laughs> I've heard that story. Right? I love I love that story. So recently she was talking with a cousin of mine who went to one school, and while he was there, him and his brother were both in school together, college. And while he was there, his father got sick, had a heart attack. You know, the business was struggling, so they couldn't afford both of them to be there. So he made the decision to go to a cheaper school. So my wife says to him when he he was telling the story about, oh, yeah, I went to that school for a year. And then, you know, I, I went to a more local school. And she's like, oh, why? Couldn't handle it. Didn't do good grades or whatever. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, his father had a heart attack. <laughs> he had to come home to like help the family and, like, and, and be close by and go to a cheaper school. And she, she actually put her head on the table. Yeah. And like, I cannot believe I've done it. I don't again. know that you recover from that one. No. You just kind of take it on the chin. <laughs> so that was great. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, any else, anything else you got this week you want to talk about? Uh, no, I did. Um, I, so I finally got my father's day gift. My wife, um, bought me a pizza oven okay. from this company called finally arrived. Let's be it clear. She had arrived. ordered it. It was on back order, right? She ordered it like back in April for a June delivery and, uh, and it just got here and here we are August 1st. Right. So, um, we made some pizza last night and eh, you know it takes a little bit of finessing but i got to say it was pretty damn good in fact we're having a bunch of people over tonight yesterday was like the practice session mm-hmm. so i didn't want to like be the first time when we had people over so we're having some people over tonight to uh have a little bit of a pizza party but uh i'll tell you a little bit more maybe next week about how that goes but uh it's it's pretty damn sweet it's made by a company called uni o o n i i'll put a link down in the in the in the notes for the uh, on the youtube channel but if anyone wants to check it out but definitely awesome homemade pizza i feel really italian right about now so keeping with that theme that we've had with the Olympics and archery, if Bobby Flay is out there and he wants to have a throwdown <laughs> with David making pizzas, please let us know because David will beat you anywhere, anytime, any topics. Oh, no, I didn't say that, but uh, I'd love to meet Bobby Flay. Great, great chef. <laughs> uh, I met him once, actually, on the subway. He's oh, really nice. said hello. He said hello back, kind of awkwardly stared at each other. <laughs> he got to a yeah. stop and that was it. <laughs> Shit that happens in New York that will never happen like anywhere else except maybe L.A. Yeah. Exactly. With that, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are wanting pizza now. (laughs) And hungry.